Welcome this morning, you early risers. Feel free to join us with singing or dancing. Some of you may want to shout. Uh, some of you may want to meditate in the quiet, uh, but you'll have to wait for that. Two, Behind you, don't you wait another minute? 
Well, good morning. Welcome to Grace Community Church. I think we can get through this morning. I believe there will be laughter. I believe there will be many tears. Today is an important day for us. If you're visiting today, I'm glad you came today uh, because you get to experience our pal, Brian Johnson. And today is bittersweet. We are rejoicing with him for new adventures ahead, but we're sad because we have to let him go. We have to let him minister to other people, and that is very, very hard. But before we actually start our amazing celebration of him, I do have a few announcements. I hope you grabbed a bulletin today. Um, it is really full of a lot of information. I'm just going to skim over it. If you don't know what an R group is, it's our small group program here at church. It's a wonderful opportunity to meet new people outside of a busy Sunday morning. So if you're interested at all, fill out that form and Pastor Tim will get a hold of you in that. Also, you're going to be hearing more about our children's ministry coming up and the needs that we will have there. As well as women, it's time to start thinking about a Bible study. If you're interested in joining us on a Thursday morning, we'd love to have you. Uh, there's a lot of information online. There's information in your bulletin. If you have any questions at all, make sure you contact me at the church office. And if you are new this morning, I do want to take this opportunity to welcome you. If you don't mind raising your hand, we have a packet of information for you. And in the back is a communication card. If you could just fill that out, place it in the offering plate. That just lets us know how we can serve you. It's a beautiful day. We have been blessed with our pal Brian for many, many years now. He's touched so many of our lives, and I'm just thrilled that we can give him a little bit of honor today while we honor our amazing God. Let's do that now. Thank you, Christine. Uh, I was doing a reading on a book, sort of cosmology, and uh, this is a really appropriate week. Uh, you may not realize the brightest stars in our sky are actually planets. They don't generate their own light at all. They just reflect, and in honor of this past solar eclipse week, the moon is exactly like that. It, it doesn't have any light of its own. And at that moment, when the moon was fully in front, you see the moon for what it is by itself. And it's a dark, lifeless mass. The moon was created to reflect the sun's glory. And so were we. Let's stand. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. Say to God how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praises to you. They sing the praises of your name. Touch your heart, Lord, touch your heart, holy, 
And uh, I want you to take a second, shake the hand of someone towards the center and move that direction so we can get some people in on the aisles. <laughs> got a uh, special video from some of our folks who are in the trenches uh, right next door at the school doing an outreach there every week. to partner with Golden Oak and serve the students and staff there. And I wish we could show you how special the adoptive school program really is. Ooh, what's what's this? What? Oh. Uh, do we need this? Don't you do something with that? Yes, yes, student oh. of the month barbecue. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Yes. Huh? We barbecue hot dogs for the kids. Honor they students. love it. Oh yeah, forgot. Yeah. Good, okay. Uh, well, and we, oh, ooh, we give the principal flowers on her birthday. Yes, Aww, that's so nice. Isn't that nice? And these, oh, we take donuts to the teachers to thank them for being such wonderful leaders for our children. And we deliver thank you cards at least once during the year to all the teachers and staff. Uh, oh, I know what that's for. That we do in the spring, we have a soccer camp. And each year it has been growing. So it has worked out quite well. And that is a for turkey. <laughs> I remember Thanksgiving boxes of food and they appreciate it so much. Oh, oh looky there. As the kindergartners come to our church and we serve them after they have sang to their parents, and it is such a wonderful opportunity to see them enjoying their cookies and hot cocoa that we make. Yes. Oh. Bible Club. This is the most important. We meet weekly at the school, and the students come, first through third grade, and we tell them Bible stories, and we talk with them, and we just, listen and and share Jesus with them and it's wonderful. Well, most of those students will come to VBS afterwards in June too so we really like our Bible Club. So we can't do all this wonderful service by ourselves so <laughs> come join us. So 
This is really serious. <laughs> so we. <laughs> oh, I want one. So this is the last Sunday before uh, we get started because we start on September 12th. So come out and sign up. really an amazing thing. Um, my, my wife and I traveled uh, for a, a year full-time uh, after uh, we got married and were done with that level of school and we were with a Christian band that would go into high schools doing concerts and we would do sort of top 40 music but we talk about uh, peer pressure issues and drug abuse and, and things like that but then we'd invite them back at night for a Christian concert where we were free to say what we wanted. And when we were in Seattle, for instance, I wasn't even allowed to use the word spiritual when I addressed the assembly uh, at the end of our program. I, I couldn't even say spiritual, let alone Jesus or God. And we now have the opportunity here to go in and present the gospel right in the schools. So if there's any way you can find time, it's an unbelievable uh, privilege and fits right at the center of uh, inspiring Christ-likeness and our three R's Pastor John and the team came up with when he first arrived. Reaching, raising, reverencing. Um, this is a song I wrote when I heard about those and I wasn't hired yet. And I think they had me staying at what used to be either the Marriott or the Radisson anyway, right in town. They had a grand piano in the lobby. Uh, I woke up and Eastern Standard Time or something at 2 in the morning and no one was in the lobby and I just started taking notes and this is sort of what came out. Jesus, fill us with your heart of passion, inspire Father God, fill us with your loving kindness. Breathe in us the likeness of your Son. We want to reach out to the hopeless. Raise up the weary. In all we do, give glory to your name. We want to reach out to the Of those who fall in, together we'll never. 
my cousin. I'm not his keeper. Sydney is always late. Well, he should have called his agent, not me. I'm doing it as a special favor. I can't weeks. I wouldn't expect Sydney to make it to his own funeral on time. It's not my fault. Second act needs a lot of work. Of course it does. Well, my reputation is at stake here. Reputation. And I still want to talk to you about my dressing room. I need a small refrigerator. I'd like some Perrier. I want it iced. I'd like iced. Oh, it be nice. Are you kidding me? And, and I have so a Russian. Russian you're right. I, you're right. I knew that was a Russian lesson. I have a new part. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Is this a bad time? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have to rehearse. My reputation is at stake here. Okay, places, places. How's that? Good? Okay. There you go. Ms. Hairman? There you go. Okay. We need a stand-in for Sydney. What? Stand-in? He hardly has any lines. We can do it without him. Come on. My reputation is at stake. I cannot work like this. My good man. <laughs> Would you please go, Why does he have to do Just follow my lead. That's all you need to do. Okay. Have a seat. Good. Now. Here, here, if you must. Here, here. Put this in your pocket. Put that in your pocket. August. My goodness. All the things we go through here. <laughs> Mine either. Now, place that in your pocket. In my pocket. Okay. Lift your hands up. Straight up. Straight up. Touch the sky. High. Okay, good. Now bring them down. Slowly. No, straighten your arms. Wait until I say stop. Ready? Stop! Okay. Perfect. Now make fists. You're going to bring your elbows in very slightly until I say stop. Stop! Just hold still. Just like that. Really? Sir, what's your name? I forgot. <laughs> okay, Mr. I forgot. <laughs> Mr. I forgot. Yes. Let me just tell you what we're, what's going on here. Please. This scene. You and your wife, played by Miss Hairburn here, are just driving along, minding your own business, and suddenly you're pulled over by a cop, played by... Mr. Quinn, what are you doing? I need to do this to get into character. Mr. Quinn, you play a cop in this scene. <laughs> Just let us know when you're done, Mr. Quinn. All right. We'll do. You're done, Mr. Quinn. Fine. Okay. And... Action! Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, yes. I'm gonna need to see your license. Registration and your proof of insurance, please. Mr. Quinn, this is supposed to be a five minute skit. Can we move it along a little? Fine. Action. Let me see your license, registration, and proof of insurance, please. 
and I move my arms. <laughs> All right. I, I seem to not have them with me. <laughs> Miss Hairburn. What? Oh. Oh, officer, please. My husband has done nothing wrong. Please don't take him to jail. Miss Hairburn. Miss <laughs> Hairburn, please. All right. Oh, officer, please. Please don't take my husband to jail. He's done nothing wrong. He's a famous musician. He has concerts lined up for months in advance. Ah, a musician, huh? Yes. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right, you. Out of the car. <laughs> Cut! I can't work like this. You don't get to yell, Cut, Mr. Quinn. What's the problem now? <laughs> he didn't do it right. When he got out of the car, he didn't... Open the door. <laughs> Mr. Quinn, Mr. Quinn, this is a rehearsal with a stand-in. <sighs> we can polish it up later if Sydney ever shows up. <sighs> well, <sighs> sir, yeah. Brian, Mr. Brian, oh. do you think that maybe you can just pretend you're getting out of a car, okay? Oh, okay. We'll, we'll come great, back. great. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. Oh, great. Excellent. The, the, the door opens that way. Yeah. It's the front of the car over here. Okay. Now I get out. Are you driving? Are you driving? There. And action. All right, you. Out of the car. Thank you, Miss Hairburn. <laughs> so you're a musician, are you? Yeah. Okay, you do just what I tell you to do then. I want you to lay in your head back, back. Is that as far as you can go? Absolutely. Close your eyes, <laughs> and you tell me, who wrote Schumann's Piano Concerto in A minor? His wife. You don't even know the answer to that one. <laughs> Mr. Bryant, could you please participate in here? This is a rehearsal. We're trying to get through this. Shoot okay. one. Thank you very Thank much. You. That's an easy one, though. Okay, I got a tougher one for you now. How many vowels are there on a standard B flat trumpet? How many vowels? Vowels. 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 These things. We'll go with three and a half. Three and a half, very good. Are you good. trying to trick me? <laughs> no, there's a trigger, and that counts for half. Oh, you are smart, aren't you? Aren't you smart? Yeah, maybe there we can use another stand-in. <laughs> Please, officer, can't you see how nervous and upset he is? Why did you pull us over? He hasn't done anything wrong. Your license plate frame was out. The light wasn't working. You can't just flagrantly ignore the law like that. It's the middle of the morning. Why do we need a license plate light? You. Can you give me a concert C, please? Good. Okay. 
Now you tell me this interval. Are you a musician or not? <laughs> we'll opt for a perfect fifth. Okay, very good. I got a tougher one for you now. It was sort of a major minor third. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, you pass that, but now I got a real tough one for you. Okay, you ready? I want you to sing, Oh, Country Tizzy. My Country My Country Oh, My Country My Country Tizzy. Do it in the Do-Re-Mi scale. Would you like the Latin version or the English? Do, do, re, ti, do, re, mi, mi, fa, mi, re, do, mi, re, do, re. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm taking you in. But why, officer, didn't he get it right? Well, he got the notes right, but whenever he sang the do, he didn't round his lips and get that <laughs> oh sound. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be oh. Mm. You're going in. <laughs> I confess. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no, no. Please don't take my poopsie away. He has all those concert engagements. Whatever will I do without him? Oh, I'm going to miss you so much. <laughs> we'll, we'll all miss you yeah. when you're gone, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very clever. Thank you for amazing. Where were we? Oh my goodness. I have no idea. Oh. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't expect that. <laughs> so we're going to do the next worship song on syllables. We're going to start on me. Yeah. Exodus 32. <laughs> Just reading this this week. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. It's amazing. Uh, God could have given Moses the Ten Commandments in a second. For whatever reason, he chose to hold him so that the people might learn to wait on him to trust in him. Waiting was part of God's plan. And uh, we read later in Lamentations, I think the lesson learned uh, by the nation of Israel because they did not wait and they went to replace and sort of help God out and make their own God. And in Lamentations we find out the lesson that they learned. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. 
therefore I will wait for him.
Will you join with us as we, uh, as we pray for Brian, and Stephen's going to uh, lead us in a, a prayer for, for offering. Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful for our friend Brian. Lord, this is a day to just praise you, to praise you for his life, to praise you for, for, for the ministry that you've used him in, God. You've used him mightily, and we thank you for that. We thank you for the many lives that he's touched. Lord, and we know that you will continue to use him to touch many, many more lives. Lord, this is a sad day. This is a sad day to see him go. But it is also very exciting to see, to see him moving on and to see, to see where he's going to go next. Lord, to see the ways that you're going to use him and just, uh, Lord, to see, to see him used at COS in such, such a dark place, a secular place, where most don't know you, but you are bringing such a huge light into that place. Lord, so we thank you for Brian. We thank you for the man that you created. The way that he has been a blessing to this church. Lord, we love him. We pray many blessings upon him. We pray this in your name. God, when we stop and take inventory of uh, all that's going on, uh, just in our own lives, issues and pains, hurts, uh, we realize that there, there is a lot, Lord. Sometimes when you think about it, it is overwhelming. Uh, but God, it is, brings so much peace to know that the best thing that we can do is to bring those things to you, uh, to know that you are in full control. And so, Lord, this morning we, we do that. There are things just within our own church and our families as well as within our nation, uh, things that only you can heal, only you can fix, Lord. And so we, we bring those to you and ask you to, in your timing and in only in a way that you can, heal, fix those things, we are grateful that we can bring them to you. And God, we think of Texas this morning, and we ask that um, in the midst of a horrible and devastating hurricane that you would be with those folks. We know that some have lost their lives, many have lost their homes, and so, Lord, we pray that somehow you would be in the midst of that. God, we pray that you would raise up your church in that area to uh, be a light and to be your hands and feet to those people who need it, um, that you would bring healing through them, uh, that you'd bring unity and strength and resources to your church. God, it seems weird, but um, we would pray for rain for our valley. We would ask that, that we would have another season like the one we've had last year. We thank you for how you've blessed us so much, and we, we do pray for more, though, Lord. And God, now we pray that you would bless our tithes and offerings that we give you, that they would just be a continued extension of worship to you, and that you would use them for your glory and for your kingdom. And we pray this all in your name. Amen.
fire. I've come through the fire. I've come through the rain. Oh, but God, but God, He never left my side. He's my My name is Rodolfina, and I am lucky enough to play with Pastor Brian in trio, piano trio, now for five years. So I need to tell something about Pastor Brian. Pastor Brian knows, known like Jesus at the piano. They, uh, this nickname was given to him by COS students. So I think this tells a lot about him. Um, yesterday, I did a little exercise for 15 seconds, I said to myself, I need to find five to 10 good things about Brian. And I'm telling you, it was not hard. I'm not making it up, okay? So, it was like five words, let's go. So, kindness, gentleness, humbleness, love for God, servant heart, wise person, just like on and on. And I'm not making it up, it's just all real. So. When five years ago, six years would be now, I moved from Europe here, God took care of me in a lot of different ways. Because I came here because he called me to play for him. So one of the things he took care of, 
he gave me a close friend. Um, and not just a close friend, he gave me a person who can play tremendously well and a person who really is in love with him. So to find a person who can love Christ so well and reflect his love so well and play so well, it's a miracle. So I'm deeply grateful to God to provide this guy so I can call him a close friend of mine. Um, through him, I also was introduced to your beautiful church. So I was able many times to celebrate Christmas and Easter with you. And it's always joy. It's my main thing in life to worship him. So I was blessed with him as well. Also, as a Proverbs, uh, in Proverbs 13, we can read, um, who walks with wise men becomes wise. So every time when I listen him to talk about Christ, I think I'm getting a little wiser. So <laughs> it feels really good. And one more thing about Brian. I think that um, what just happened that he was chosen to be the full-time uh, professor of the college was not just a great idea of the dean of COS, but was a calling of God on his life again because I think that he can change the whole generation of young people to be like Christ. So I think it's great, a uh, big responsibility. Um, so one more thing, and on the top of him, I got to meet Eileen, his wife, and she's just this bundle of joy. So whenever we go for a dinner after concerts, she makes everything feel good and funny, and so I love you both a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Willa. don't know me, my name is Sydney, and I've grown up here at Grace. I am a music lover, and my first impression of Brian was, he was very intimidating, because he's so good. And I was just like, wow. If, I mean, if you know Brian at all, he's, he's not intimidating. He's like the nicest guy ever. Uh, but uh, when I was younger, junior high and high school, I, I saw Brian, you know, leading worship and, and jamming out up there on the keyboard, and I was like, whoa. Like, he's crazy good. And like, he's got the church rocking. He, I bet heaven is rejoicing and God's looking down on him like, yep, that's my son. Like, so I can remember uh, the first time uh, Brian ever um, asked me to uh, uh, join one of the worship teams. I was, I was so starstruck. Um, I, I thought I like wasn't worthy to like lead worship with the Pastor Brian Johnson. Uh, I, was, I was like, me, really? Like, I get to help you lead worship? That's okay, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so despite Brian kind of intimidating me at first, he's, he's truly inspiring. I mean, the amount of, no of knowledge he has in his brain and not only about music, but about the Lord and, and what it's like to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ. And Brian's so much fun to be around and it's, it's been a, a, a true blessing to have Brian not only as a, as a worship pastor, but now also as a professor. Um, I'm taking one of Brian's music classes at COS, and it astounds me. Whenever I see him, whether it be church or school, he, he's the same. He always has a big smile on his face, always sincere, always spreading joy everywhere he goes. And um, that's what I want to be like. That's, that's the Christian I strive to be one who worships my Savior with the talents he's given me and spreads joy and love to all. 
And um, I've written a poem for Brian. Um, don't mind, I'm going to read it. <laughs> um, Twelve years at Grace Community Church, and this is where we part. We stay, you go, but you'll always be in our hearts. I hope you know that you will be sincerely missed, not only as a worship pastor, but as a music enthusiast. You have shared with us so much knowledge, and we are excited to watch you, God use you as a professor in college. We will, as we send you on your way on this new mission to inspire young adults and spread joy to musicians, we want to thank you for all the work you have done leading us in worship and giving all the glory to God and his son. You will always be welcomed back with a smile and a huge embrace. With love, your church family, Grace. Good morning. Uh, my name is Joseph uh, Holt, and uh, I've known Brian since he came on. I was actually on the search committee um, and worked, uh, was working when we first hired him, and I've served with him on the elder board as well. Uh, I've served on the elder board, and he's been uh, participating in that for many years, so I know him uh, very well. I count him as a dear friend. I'm sorry to see him go, uh, but I did not write him a poem. Uh, <laughs> I do have a few thoughts, though, that I've pulled together, and I, I figured this morning, there is, we, we all run a little bit of a risk of uh, celebrating and lionizing a man, uh, and uh, Brian Johnson is like the moon. So uh, in himself, there isn't really anything there, but he has really walked closely with God, and so we can see what God has done in his life, and a couple of those things I wanted, a couple of thoughts I wanted to share with you um, about that. So something you already know is he's a, a great musician. Uh, really exceptional uh, musician. Uh, I've been blessed to serve and play with lots of different kinds of musicians in different settings for nearly 20 years now, and uh, in secular bands and leading worship since I was uh, in college. And I've played with a lot of different people, and Brian is like a next level musician. Like when I say he's a great musician, emphasis on the word great. He's really, really talented. Uh, and I get a different view um, being able to play with him on stage uh, all these years. Um, you get to see him from the front, you see all the joy. I see him from behind. Uh, and his hair is definitely thinning over the years. <laughs> I could do like a slideshow, like, you know, year by year by year. <laughs> Next. <laughs> They said I actually had more than five minutes, Brian, so you, 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 <laughs> buckle up, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about the side view now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love music. I, it's just so joyful to be able to play music. I'm thankful to God for that gift. And playing with Brian is just, uh, a, a, again, a next-level blessing. And seeing his hands, the way he plays, music, really good music, is like a conversation between musicians. And it's so easy to know what he's saying and what he wants. And so to be able to work together has been uh, a great blessing. And there's obviously tons and tons of spiritual uh, overtones and examples to that with us in the church, but just musically, his hands. So when he plays, like all the worship songs that we play, um, we push like the bleeding edge of, like, um, of worship music. You guys probably know that if you go to different churches. We do a lot of stuff that's a little bit more difficult um, than, than most do because we're trying to get everybody you know, to go together. And so um, Brian's like, musical skills, it's a little bit like driving a Maserati and like on like 198, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like at any time you could really open it up, right? And lose your license. Like it, things could get crazy fast. 
so he's, he's that good of a musician, but he you know, suits and, and uh, plays uh, appropriately. But as good as his hands are, and as amazing as his dexterity and all that is, great hands don't actually make a great musician. Uh, it's your ears. Really good musicians, excellent musicians, next level musicians uh, hear, and they listen. Uh, and it's an intentional act. And he does that. Uh, and he does it musically, but way more important to us here at Grace for all these years has been the way he's listened to God. And there's three very specific ways that he's listened to God that he's modeled for us, that even as he moves on, we get to, to carry on and continue, right? The first way is he listens to God's word and his will. Uh, man reads, like, he reads a lot. <laughs> How many times on Sunday mornings, right, has he let us in, like, a sermonette, right? <laughs> um, no offense, John, but there have been many Sundays, right, where I'm distracted while you're teaching because I'm still digesting the three minutes, right, that Brian dropped on us, like, at the beginning, right? He is, a, he is a hungry and thirsty for God's will and his word. And super open-minded, he reads a lot, and he weighs out the scriptures. Uh, he is a Berean in that sense, and he's a leader and an example uh, for us. On the elder board, I always love, as we have kind of friendly chatter ahead of time, uh, he and Derek Miller sings in the choir also. Oftentimes, at the beginning, I kind of try to listen to in on their conversations because they're talking about like the last book that they read and, and, and some heavy concepts. And, and then Brian brings that to us, and again, he shares it. So first way, he listens to God's word and will, and that's an intentional act. He does that well. Second way is he listens to God because he values people above programs, always has. Uh, God's kingdom is this, this is it. This is, we're God's kingdom, and we're a bunch of people, right? And we're misshapen and oddly put together. <laughs> and so it's, it's an exercise in patience, especially, I have to tell you, with creative people and musicians, like, on the bell curve of humanity, creative people are, like, not easy to get along with. So, like, all these people up here, like, <laughs> more than half of them really hard to love. They, and I, I count my... <laughs> and, of course, I'm, I'm counting myself in that, you know, fingers definitely pointing at me. Uh, Brian, I honestly... The one thing in preparing to chat with you all, this was super easy to prepare for because Brian is, has been such a great leader for me. The, I honestly gave the most time trying to think of a time when I saw him speak a cross word or act in anger. Twelve years. I spent a lot of time with Brian in a lot of situations where I was angry, like at the, at the way things were going or what was happening, um, decisions people make, like all different things. There's lots of cause uh, for anger, and never once, I can't think of one time that Brian didn't put people ahead of whatever else we were trying to do always, always about people, and that's how God is, and Brian's modeled that for us. In the third way, Brian has a heart for the lost. Even as God um, leaves all of us here, the sheep that are in the pasture, and he goes and looks for the lost one, Brian has always had that in spades, even to the point of being restless. Brian's kind of a restless dude by nature, too. Like, he's, he's always kind of, a little, like, he's drank a bunch of coffee, but I don't think he actually drinks coffee. He's uh, He's always like leaning, leaning forward. I, one of the earliest memories I have, we were at a men's retreat. It was his first men's retreat, and we would do them in the spring, and, uh, but it was early enough that there was a ton of snow, right? And so we were playing some game, one of the marble games or something, and it was like one in the morning or two in the morning, and so I'm walking out to the cabin, and Brian Johnson, who I didn't really know very well yet, was on cross-country skis, skiing back and forth through the meadow. 
for like no earthly reason. It's like two in the morning. And so I literally had to go over. I was like, hey, Brian, I kind of thought we hired a crazy man. Like what? What's gonna? So I went and talked to him. I said, you know, hey, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I just have so much energy. I've got all these ideas. And he's like skiing in, at night. So he has a ton of energy, and a lot of that energy over these years is focused on the lost. It's never far from the top of his mind. He wants to know how he can reach out, uh, even restless inside to say, and so he started ministries here um, over the years to reach out and to really bring in new believers and to disciple very, very young believers. He's, in fact, reshaped and changed parts of our worship arts ministry to be an outreach ministry. It's like evangelism through music, and that's a really remarkable thing, and it's a great reflection of God's love for the lost. So Brian has great hands, but way more important are his ears, and even more important than that is who he's listening to. And so thank you, Brian, for that model. Love you. So let's praise the one who makes the moon work.
Amen. You may be seated. So many people to thank. Um, I, uh, when I first got the, was looking into coming to Grace, um, the description that they had in the church staffing organization that I looked at uh, was really unique. And Pastor John and the committee had fashioned that in such a way that it really grabbed my eye compared to a lot of other listings. Um, they wanted a music pastor and they emphasized they wanted a pastor. And I had been one who started in music and thought I was gonna go that way, and then I decided to go to seminary, but seminary was just a little too far away from the music. And I just wasn't quite sure how those worked together. And um, I was at a, a church in the Chicago area um, working on a degree, but they, they were looking to add me as a full-time person. And uh, I you know, had some thoughts to share on a Sunday uh, before some music, and I thought it was fine, but um, the pastor met with me on the Monday or Tuesday following, and he, you know, he wasn't a tyrant. He was, he was very pleasant, enjoyed a lot of things about the service, but he, he said, singers sing and preachers preach, and that was, that was just that model of ministry, and I knew at that point that was not who I was. Uh, that just wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me, and uh, so then I, I, went, I went the music route. So I was looking to teach at a university, and uh, when uh, I saw that pastoral emphasis, I, you know, kind of jumped on that and sent it out and uh, had the conversations with Pastor John on the phone, and he was praying right away, and I remember thinking, man, I think this is it, um, just his prayer and his heart, uh, and then, you know, it's one thing to put that on a piece of paper, uh, but then, you know, get a guy who on one hand wishes he could be a pastor, but it's too far from this other thing, and give him the freedom to do the things that I've been able to do for 12 years is a remarkable gift um, that Pastor John has encouraged and allowed and opened the door for. So um, let me thank you for that. <laughs> I said in the letter, I mean, this has been the richest, the richest years of my Christian life, um, being here and studying and reading and, you know, working with all these folks who have such great hearts. And then, like I said, I have the best seat in the house because I get to hear all of you worshiping. And by the way, we have grown because I'm not sure we ever clapped so strongly on that last song as what just happened. That's really syncopated, that every day, you're... you're you're looking good. <laughs> You're sounding good, too. You're almost moving with it, too. So um, there, there has been some things accomplished. So, um, uh, uh, there's, just, there's too many people to, to thank. Um, I, I, I need to focus back here a little bit. Um, ben and Jeff, who have been with me for so many years in the sound booth, doing incredible things, always behind the scenes. Amazing. Um, Kay directing the musicals. I think she had to go, I think her grand, 
grandchild was being baptized, but all her work on all those musicals every year, I, I don't know a clue about drama, as you could see from my, my little debut up here. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so many moments on those big programs. Easter's I will always cherish. Uh, choir Good Fridays will always be in my head. Thank you. Um, unbelievable, just beautiful sounds. Um, I think I will try to leave you with a fire hydrant of acronyms. Uh, we just finished every day, and these are all things that just dawned on me recently. I actually spoke to the Celebrant Singers group about discipleship, and it kind of dawned on me as I was processing all the things that I've read that I have all these acronyms that I wound up using, and they're from different authors. So um, I'm going to just give you a fire hydrant version of those. We can probably put them up on the website. But this is like my everyday acronyms. I mean, this is, this is what's become my sort of reminder every day. The first one is one I found very early when I came here. Um, I-O-U-S. Can you find that one? Yes. I-O-U's. I added the S, plural. John Piper had parts of this, and then I thought, you know, really it needs a plural. Um, so starting every day with I-O-U to God. And then in the midst of that IOU, asking him in prayer to do these things, that he might incline is the I, O is open, U is undivided, to unite my heart so that it's undivided, and S is satisfy. So I-O-U-S, incline my heart, open my eyes, and then the verses on that, Psalm 119, 36, incline my heart to your testimonies. You know, make my default pattern go towards you, like, I'm inclined to do this. God, you do that, because he has to do it. Like, it's the moon. We are just dark nothingness unless he is doing something. Um, oh, Psalm 119, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law, that I could look at his law and not go, oh, another rule, but I might see the glorious blessings that are his law. They aren't there just to make our lives miserable. Teach me your way, Lord, is the next one, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart, a heart that is focused on one thing, united together, not torn. That comes from God. And then S, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Uh, through John, David Ekman came here, and he had a line. He said, emotions are the heat of thought. And I thought, you know, when you think about Romans, renewing your mind, when you're focused on those things, your emotions begin to turn. And I started memorizing Psalm 16:8. I will keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And when you start there with your eyes on him, that emotion, that thought begins to churn emotion, and he follows it up. Therefore, my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, and my body will rest secure. When those thoughts are planted in you, they begin to manifest themselves in those ways. Uh, the next acronym, you've heard this one many times, I'll just hit it quick. P-T-P-O-G, I had that when I came here. Practice the presence of God every moment, being aware of his presence, uh, but through Pastor John and his emphasis on gratitude and thanksgiving, I decided, and Colossians, I decided I needed to add a WT. So it wasn't just being aware of his presence, it was thanking him for everything that he gives. Um, Colossians 3.15, how many times can you write a paragraph and get thanksgiving in it? Um, this has got to be close to a record. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And then seemingly out of nowhere, and be thankful. <laughs> 
the way you react towards other people will change when you have a thankful heart. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. There it is again. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. It's everywhere. P-T-P-O-G-W-T. Um, the next one, I'm going to cut this a little bit quick. This is one I made up, MMI. It sort of reminded me of MMA, but we're not going to be that. <laughs> but it's close. Memorize. I started the habit when I came here through some reading to not just memorize verses, but to memorize chapters and even begin to work towards memorizing entire books. But if you will start on some chapters, particularly um, Psalm 103 is an amazing picture of the character of God. And when you have the vision of God that's in Psalm 103, that will spill out into everything you do. And then I found out actually at Hume Lake through Joseph that they had the counselors memorize Colossians 3. And I've been camped out there forever. So if you go Psalm 103 to see the vision of God and then go to Colossians to see how you live it out. Colossians 3, those two are phenomenal places to start. And then as you memorize, it forces you to slow down and replay things, and the Lord will speak to you in new ways that you never imagined. So um, I'm, I'm huge on that, and I won't say any more on that. It's been a, a new development in my life. Um, the, the final one is the, uh, the, the acronym VIM, which is VIM and Vigor or Liveliness. Uh, and this comes from Dallas Willard. He says, no, no um, missionary or um, Christian servant has ever done great things without having a vision of how great God is. So you start with that vision of God, Psalm 103, and, and you embrace that and meditate on it, and then I, as you make the intent, you see the vision that he has for life and the vision of who he is, and you decide that's where I wanna live, and that's, that's the part that you're left with. And then the M is the means, and that's all these other things, um, practicing the presence with thanksgiving and memorizing those things. Um, but I'm going to close with one last uh, a little piece. Um, I, I played a, a piece with the symphony at COS this past semester, and somewhere in the midst of that, um, it struck me that um, the nature of God is such that sometimes we get tied up with all these things we think we have to do, and we lose track of he is a happy God. He finds great joy in us, Zephaniah 3.17. He rejoices over us. And then there's a, a passage in Proverbs um, speaking of wisdom. And wisdom, uh, you know, Christ is talked of as the wisdom of God. But whether or not wisdom here is literally Christ or it's just the very character of God, uh, this is amazing. This is speaking of the creation in Proverbs 8. I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and securely the, or fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so that waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. That's the very heart of who God is. And sometimes when I'm playing, there's a line, Eric Little uh, from Chariots of Fire, he's the English runner who made the Olympics, and his sister was asking, you know, they were ready to go be missionaries in China, but he felt like he needed to wait to try out for the Olympics because he says this line. He said, uh, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. 
And he felt that was part of his ministry, is to enjoy what God had given. Don't miss out on the joy and the happiness of God in all the gifts that he gives you, uh, because then that will spill out in the other ways. If you get caught in do this, do this, do this, and you've lost the vision of the happiness of God, everything will have a bad taste. And um, I wanted to play just a little excerpt, if I can remember it. Um, this is from the Gershwin. You usually hear it as an airline commercial. Um, but I, I want to interrupt it just a little bit because in, somewhere in the middle of playing that, I thought, this is just the delight of God. He takes one idea and he says, oh, what if I do this? What if I do this? Oh, what if I say this in an entirely different way? I mean, I think that is where his heart is at um, in his creation. So it's a little more effective on the real piano, but we didn't have room on the stage. Uh, so this is Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, just a, a segment of it. Um, and it starts out with this simple little line. Just four little notes together, and then God kind of breathes on it, I think, through Gershwin. Can you deaden the snare drum? <laughs> Brian, I think of music, I think of friendship, and I think of compassion. Brian, I will miss you terribly, and I'm very sorry that I made you throw up on one of our staff meetings. I love you forever. <laughs> Let me see it. 
When I think of Brian Johnson, I think of a man sold up for Jesus Christ. I think of a constant evangelist. I think of a pastor to all. And I think of a fellow consumer of Subway deliciousness. When I think of Brian Johnson, I think of somebody who just pours his whole heart into everything he does, and he does it very, very well. He's not, he's not only musically gifted, but he just has an amazing heart and just blesses everybody that he's around. Whenever I think of Brian, I think of the dancing pastor behind the red keyboard on Sunday mornings. When I think of Brian, I think of the energizing bunny we see on TV. He just keeps going and going and going. I wish I had that much energy at his age. When I think of Brian Johnson, I think of food. The man loves to eat, and I always got a kick of watching him kind of quietly try to go back for more when we were at meals together. On a serious note, though, when I think of Brian Johnson, I think of a man who exhibits the fruit of the Spirit. I never once saw him lose his temper in all the time we worked together. I appreciated his heart for worship and how he led me into worship, his heart for evangelism, and most of all, Brian, I want you to know that you're a dear friend and I will miss you. Darn it. When I think of Brian, I think of fullness. His heart is full of worship and his mind is full of wisdom. We'll miss you, Brian. When I think of Brian, I think of someone who loves the Lord and his passion to play music and bring um, people to Christ and just his love for people in general. By Michael doing 12 seconds and Brittany 12 seconds, really? Are you even trying? Do you even know who you're communicating to, Michael and Brittany? God. Now, mine, I went 33 seconds. That communicates love, and I was able to whittle it down to 16 seconds, and that communicates dedication. That shows who really loves Brian the most. Just saying, Sam. Am I good? Am I ready to go? When I think of Brian Johnson, I think of humility and I think of service. Brian is a humble servant that always gives the Lord and gives Grace Community Church his very, very best. It has been a pleasure and a joy to serve the Lord alongside of you, Brian. We love you and we'll miss you. When I think of Brian, I think of I have something prepared to say because I don't want to stray. That would be dangerous. So I'm going to read what, uh, what I wrote over the last two weeks. When I think of Brian, I think of uh, all things kind and good, of traits that belong to one who is sincerely and wholly devoted to Jesus Christ. I have never met a human being so consistently gracious and generous. When I think of faithfulness to Christ, Brian is the flesh and blood embodiment of that definition. It takes time and proximity to identify faithfulness. I've had 12 years. I use the words flesh and blood because we need 
to be reminded that Brian is not a machine. It is true, he operates like one, <laughs> a constant purr of energy and production. He's never down for repairs. But Brian is no machine. For one, machines don't have eyes that redden and weep or mouths that broaden and smile. Sure, machines can bring us modern comforts, but never compassion. Brian's tenderness and tears, joy and laughter are a few of the ready reminders that his soul is too conspicuous to get what he does confused with who he is. A man of great heart, talent, and the Lord's great love. So I can tell you without hesitance, I've never known a finer human being, truly a Christ-like man, than Brian Johnson. In Acts chapter 11, verse 24, Barnabas, his name means son of encouragement, was described. I think it fits Brian. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. I'm sensitive to the fact that this day is dedicated to the worship of Jesus Christ and not the honor of any one person. No one, however, can mistake the object of our honor here. It is Christ seen in the faith, the service, and the heart of Brian Johnson that we are recognizing this morning. There is no moon to shine without the sun. And as usual, Brian <laughs> eclipses what I have prepared to say. <laughs> I really didn't check his notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, this happens all the time. I mean, week by week. And then Joseph gets in on the act, too. <laughs> there is no moon to shine without the sun. Brian, thank you for all the months you've shined in our sky and the bright reflection of Christ you are in God's firmament. We love you. We love you very much. standing. That's never going to stop. I'm going to cut it short so Kathleen doesn't come at me because she's had children for too long. Stand up. Never going to stop. This is what just keeps going on. One, two, three, four.
Let me close this in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, uh, for an hour and a half we've been praising you and uh, the joy that is ours in Christ when his church is gathered in his name. We praise you and we love you. We ask your great blessing on Brian and Eileen and the next great thing that you have for them and for us as well. We love you, Lord. And the praise of these 12 years just underscores the faithfulness we have in you for providing for the next. In Jesus' matchless name, we pray. And all of God's people said, God bless you.